Welcome to the What's That podcast. My name is Ernie Stone. And I am Thomas Hebert. We'd like to thank you for joining us today. All right, so today we are going to get to a topic that um, was sent to us in an email, a question in just a little bit. Uh, But I thought that it might be interesting, we haven't done this yet, and this is our third podcast, to take just a little bit of time um, and, and talk about who we are and what exactly our connection is to New Horizon Christian Church. Since I'm guessing the majority of anybody that's listening to this probably attends New Horizon, and I also believe that, well, we've seen it, that the the church body at New Horizon has been changing lately, I guess you could say. We've had a lot of new folks coming in, new members, Um, so just being able to talk a little bit about ourselves and what our history is with the church. So I'm going to turn it over to Thomas. He's going to go first um, so that we can learn a little bit about him. Go ahead, Thomas. Yeah, um, so I originally came to New Horizon when me and my mom moved down to Hayworth in eighth grade. I only came a couple times, nothing big. Um, I started regularly attending um, either my sophomore or junior year, maybe in the summer between those two. So that was a lot of years ago. How many years ago would that have been? Um, What is it, 2018? Yeah. So 14 years ago. Oh, that is a while. Yeah, there you go. Huh. Um, and it's it was kind of off and on there towards the beginning. Um, I was plugged in the youth group back when Tim York was the youth minister mm-hmm. here, so that was a couple of youth ministers ago. So you're after Aaron Bird. After Aaron Bird. Okay. Um, but I, when Aaron Bird was here, when I visited in eighth grade. Okay. So I, I've seen him a couple times. Right. Um, but. So through that, then Phil Riley came in for a year, year and a half, whatever he's here. Doing part-time. Years, doing part-time youth ministry. Right. Um, graduated when he was a youth minister. And I don't remember if there was anyone between you and him. Mm-mm. I was uh, immediately after him, I believe. Okay. Um, but anyways, when I went to Lincoln for my semester of college, that's as much college as I could take, uh, <laughs> I, I still came back and helped with the youth group and everything. I was really the only upperclassman my senior year, so there was quite an age gap between me and the rest of the kids in the youth group. At that point, was it still junior high and high school together? I think so, because I feel like when I was a senior, it might have been that senior summer, the the Duffy, Sean Duffy, Bree Duffy, oh, okay. Kate Duffy, and Neil Duffy were in Coming the youth into group. Coming into like 7th grade. Yeah, and... um, they were young then. Right, because that was before my time. Yeah. Um, and when I came on, the the quads were entering freshman year. Right. So, so it must have been junior high then. Right. I don't remember. It's been too long ago. <laughs> That's true. Anyways, what about you? Okay, so, and well, and since then, you've attended very regularly and you've been helping out with a few ministries. What ministries are you most active in? My ministry. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I help out on Sunday morning worship, uh-huh. um, whether I'm playing an instrument or doing sound. Right. Um, and then helping with the hype, which is the junior high, high school ministry here, right. which I've been doing forever. Yeah. So Thomas has been doing that since I started uh, 10 years ago. So quite a while. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of Thomas's history. My history, I, I came on uh, May 1st. 
of 2008 was my first day. So this is interesting. In like less than two weeks, it will be 10 years that I've been at New Horizon. Does that make you feel old? It does. It makes me feel very (laughs) old. Um, But I started on as youth and children's pastor. Uh, The the leadership at New Horizon, really the the church body, uh, was looking for uh, somebody who could do full-time youth and children's ministry, which I I think youth and children's requires full-time most of the time, probably. That's a a pretty heavy job. Um, But I came on and did that until almost two years ago, I guess. Has it been that long I, I think so. Okay. I... I think so. <laughs> I believe that I started preaching full time in August of sixteen. Okay. So about a year and a half. Yeah. That um, but about right. prior to that, I began taking on some of the senior pastor um, roles, but I was not preaching because we had an interim from Lincoln, uh, Mike Nichols, coming in. And handling the preaching since I was still very much involved in in youth and children. So, uh, but really since August of sixteen, uh, it's been full time preaching and and being in that senior pastor role. So that's just a little. Is there anything else that we need to add to that? Is there anything interesting about us? There's nothing absolutely interesting about us. Like that's, that's true. I got married during my time here. I, oh, there I you go. Three kids. I was in your wedding. So that's true. That's very exciting. Uh, but yeah, married Allie uh, in 2011 and um, have had three kids since. So major life development going on during our years at New Horizon Christian Church. I'm still the same, though. Yes. <laughs> exactly the same. So um, <clears throat> you're more Calvinist now than probably at the beginning. Uh, significantly more, yeah. Yeah, there we go. for sure. You have ruined me. I... <laughs> It hasn't been me. It's the people that I've introduced you to, like reading and that's very watching. true. The the three books I've read in the right fourteen years I've been here. It's yep, that's <laughs> true. So let's go ahead and get to our main uh, question of the day. Um, this was submitted by one of our former uh, high school students, who's now a, a college student over at Purdue University. His name is Nick. Um, and he submitted a good number of questions, and so I want to read it uh, verbatim, the, the way that he posted it, um, and then kind of start wading into this topic. So the question for today is, should Christians consume overtly worldly media? And then he has in parentheses, such as Game of Thrones, violent video games, inappropriate music, etc. Um, and so that's... That's a wide spectrum of uh, different uh, medias and, right. um, and and within each of those different types of media is a wide range of appropriate to inappropriate. Um, so I, I want to let you kind of start off, but I did want to read really quickly just something that can kind of get our mind in the right place. Philippians 4, 8 is a, a pretty well-known passage. And this is, I think, what we want to be guiding a lot of our conversation. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, 
think about these things. And so that seems to have kind of a dwell on these things and um, allow these to be a major part of your life. So why don't, why don't you start the conversation? Obviously, it's a very uh, big question, but what direction were you thinking of? I was thinking there's absolutely nothing wrong with video games. No, that's not, <laughs> that's not true. Um, I actually went to the, um, the verse for the hype, the Romans yeah. Uh, 12, 1 and 2, um, mainly verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, right. but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Um, and the, I mean, the question was worldly media. Right. So, I mean, that pretty much answers no. But, right. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're that, done. Let's yeah, go ahead right. and pack yeah, up. That's and... good. <laughs> Four and a half minutes in? No. Um, I actually went to, if you, you're probably going to want to touch mm-hmm. on this because you can explain this a little better than me. When, especially when Game of Thrones was mentioned, the way you watch Game of Thrones, I was gonna throw me right absolutely. Under the bus here, I mean, we can discuss what I watch that's absolutely inappropriate or play video games. I mean, it, it's fine. But if you want to touch on that, that's kind of yeah, what popped so, in my head immediately. So, just speaking from uh, my own experience, I've read uh, probably about half of the first book of Game of Thrones, and. Uh, as I was reading it, um, I don't know there, and, and in fact, that's a whole nother media outlet that wasn't really mentioned as books, well, etc. Uh, th- yeah, that's that's very true. Um, as I was reading, it, I was very entertained by it. I was highly entertained by it. It's a very um, well written book, and I continually heard about um, the show being just arguably one of the best shows of all time. Uh, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan and stuff like that. And so I, I thought, man, this would be something that could be pretty enjoyable. Now, first of all, I don't have HBO. So um, there there's no access to that to be able to watch it in our home or anything like that. Uh, but the more I was kind of looking into it, um, I was just finding that there is a lot of inappropriate stuff in the show. There's um, prostitution, there's incest, there's um, a, a lot of nudity. And yeah. and it was interesting, this is kind of my thought on this, when you're reading a book and it talks about walking into a brothel, you know, you, you're not necessarily picturing everything you just understand that it's a location that they're walking into Uh, but when hbo decides that they want to show that then you're going to get a lot more imagery you're going to get a lot of nudity in the show and you're going to get things like that and so uh, i even differentiate a little bit between reading the book and watching the show just because of the mental images sure i mean that's a funny Blue right. And anything. right. Right. And so what I did is I would actually, when an episode was done and had aired, I would read about the episode. I would actually read a synopsis of the entire episode. Um, and then if there were any scenes that I thought, oh, this would be really interesting, um, I would go to YouTube because a lot of scenes are put on YouTube and I would watch it there. So uh, you're not going to get nudity. You're not going to get, you know, terrible sex scenes or anything like that and I would know not to watch those scenes anyways Um, and so I just watched some of the action scenes some of the stuff with the dragons and and things like that and I don't even know if that's the best answer I don't even know that I should necessarily be doing that but um, you know it's 
it's kind of been a way to um, enjoy the show without taking in a lot of the problems with the show. Um, boy, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is on this stuff because some things are easier to make a judgment on than others. Sure. Um, we, we understand that 50 shades of gray is not something that Christians should be watching or reading. Um, I, I think that's pretty clear. What about Jumanji? You know, what about the, movies? The that, good one or the new one? Well, that's a good. <laughs> you know, what about these movies that are not, um, you know, they're, it's hard to say sitting down and watching it is sinful or, or comic book movies or things like that. Though there's still sexuality in it, though there's still language, though there's still violence, we wouldn't equate that with something like, um, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey or uh, even Game of Thrones or something like that with nudity in it. So that's where we start getting into this question of what is appropriate to watch and what is not appropriate to watch. Right. Um, and, I mean, you can't even do this with cartoons anymore. It used to be right? cartoons were something you can just be like, hey, kids, watch this cartoon. Now, I mean, cartoons are even more... I don't want to say dirty being the word, but I'm going to use that because yeah. that's what popped in my head, than normal, yep. normal shows are. Um, I, th- this topic runs a line between legalism, mm-hmm. like that runs that legalism line where I don't want to be like, no, you should only consume Christian media because it's all glorifying to God, which we can discuss that at a different time. about Christian, Christian media can be sometimes difficult, uh, too. Yeah, uh, for other stomach. reasons. Uh, right. So, uh, I mean, I I feel as if I should guard my heart more on what I watch, what mm-hmm. I play, um, even, well, I don't, I mean, music, I've kind of cut that loose. Right. right. Doesn't it, doesn't it seem to you like most people will probably need to err on the side of protecting our hearts better, guarding our hearts better? I, yeah. it seems to me on, on the topic of media, we're generally going to allow a lot more than to err the other way and become legalistic and not take in any media. I think there are probably some families and individuals that are, but largely in the church, I would say that probably a lot of people are in your shoes of thinking, yeah, I probably should guard my heart here more. Right. Um, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it's it's just one of those things where there there should be a line to where you can clearly see, hey, this is not good for me. Mm-hmm. But especially with a lot of like TV shows, like when I grew up without cable, right? So I was watching a lot of Fox, a lot of NBC, which when I was growing up were a little more okay to watch. There was, right. I mean, now you have multiple like sex scenes and these shows on these in most shows yeah, on TV. Yeah, it's it, right. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, is this hmm. one of the things that we're supposed to be countercultural to the world? Right. Well, let's, let's talk about what are, what are some of the dangers of these things? So 
um, if we could just single out inappropriate music for a minute, um, we need to widen our understanding of what is meant by inappropriate because a lot of people would just say inappropriate means sexuality um, in a song, uh, a lot of cursing, things like that. But we've learned by way of, you know, the, the series that we used to do at The Hype called Open Your Ears, where there's a lot of songs out there that do not have any curse words. But if you were to take the worldview that is expressed in those songs and swallow it whole, it would be extremely damaging to your relationship with Christ. And we, in fact, one of the things that we did a couple of times was even did that with a Christian song. Right. You know, songs that are on Christian radios or radio stations, if, if we, Christian radios, I didn't know they made those. Um, well, they all have crosses on them. Right, sense. exactly. <laughs> but if you, um, you know, if, if you listen to some of the songs, we, we do have to be critical uh, because that stuff, I think you were right to bring up Romans 12, um, don't be conformed. The, the danger is that we are going to be conformed to the messages that are being expressed in these songs um, and in movies and in video games and things yeah. like that. Um, I mean, I enjoy, I'm a guy who enjoys evil music, so it's a lot of breakup songs. <laughs> it's a lot of dealing with death in songs it's really weird i don't know why depressing this is a very depressing (laughs) um but um so even with songs like that there are bands in those genres that do have a lot of cussing i've pretty much canceled all those right um what where even listening to songs like that sometimes puts me in a i don't want to say a depressed state right a not happy state um so like even I mean, like you said, even with, I don't even know the words I'm trying to think here. Even with the, <laughs> give me a second. Here. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> even with the messages of songs uh-huh. um, can change, can change your attitude, change the way. Oh, absolutely. Your, and it's, it's a very, very, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, and let's, let's enjoy the fact that we are at a time right now Um we, we touched on this just a little bit earlier about music and Christian media and stuff like that. And um, I think it's safe to say both of us struggle with a lot of what is on Christian radio and yeah. you know, just musically and things like that. But the other side of that is that we live in a time that has some phenomenal Christian music out there. Um, and if people can just take a little bit of time to search for that, I mean, we just listened on the way to Together for the Gospel um, to hours and hours of a playlist that much of it was not secular music. Yeah. Um, but they're bands that both you and I like, King's Kaleidoscope, Citizens and Saints, um, Classic Crime, you know, who, uh, even if they're not sometimes overly Christian bands, they're led by Christians and they're putting out really good messages, I think. Um, and so I don't know, music wise, it's hard for me to say, yeah, just keep listening to, uh, secular music and swallow, especially because so much of secular music is horrible right now. Uh, the, the messaging and, um, and, the really the message that they're trying to sell. 
but there's a lot of really, really good stuff out there in the Christian um, industry. Right. I mean, if 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 there wasn't, we would all still be listening to Jars of Clay. Oh, I still do. Uh, you would. And you Cademan's call. <laughs> Allie and I literally, when we're on car trips sometime, we will, on Apple Music, we'll just load 90s Christian bands playlists. <sighs> and they're so good. There's something so if, around. If you can't find good music now, <laughs> just go back to the 1990s um, and, and listen to some of that music because it's phenomenal. It's something. So maybe that's music. We have to we have to be able to um, to to see what kind of messages are being presented and and what impact they are having on us. Um, let's get into video games. Um, this is, <laughs> yes. This is not necessarily something that uh, I mean. Right now, we have a Nintendo sixty four mm-hmm. at our house, which does still have things like GoldenEye and sure. Doom. I think they probably made Doom sixty four. I think yeah. Right. Um, other than that, though, it's mostly Mario Kart and jumping on Goombas and Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. So it's not overly violent. Um, and and sports games yeah. is is kind of a lot of what I've enjoyed, uh, but that's I mean there's a lot of video gaming out there that is quite violent. So what are your thoughts on video games? As a guy who has both of the current consoles, right, both the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four, I enjoy a lot of video ga- uh, a lot of video games. I enjoy a lot of sports video games mm. more so than I enjoy other video games. That being said. Um, Fortnite's a big game, which is a battle royale, um, shooter game where you try to shoot and build stuff. Um, Hmm. PUBG, the one that I play is also that same lines minus the building, um, more tactical based. Um, and even like virtual reality starting to get a lot of steam, like virtual reality surgeon games. Seriously? I've watched people play. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> it, um, most of them are just like joke games, but like even that, like if you give that to like a, I don't know, five year old, right. That's going to scar them. Like, so, you, I mean, video games are a rough one. Um, just because even from video games, you get a lot of, a lot of the streamers that happen where they stream playing video games right. and you get personalities and stuff. And you get you get good people from that. You get bad people from that. Right. Um, just like anything else. Um, so it's it's one of those things where not only video game, not only playing video games, but also watching people play video games mm-hmm. could also be a issue with. I'm struggling here with this uh, filter over my microphone. It's like the fourth time that I've accidentally hit it. You're gonna have some serious editing to do today. Yeah. Whatever. What do you think? Um, so I think that we probably have a lot of students in the church, especially students in the church, uh, play a lot of Call of Duty, a lot of, I don't know that they still do, but at least five, six years ago, there was a lot of Call of Duty. There was a lot of a lot of these shooters, um, Grand Theft Auto, um, which isn't as much of a shooter, but... Uh, but absolutely what, terrible. Right? <laughs> what kind of impact do you think those games are having on 
on students and do you because I think most students you would talk to would say no it's not impacting me I don't feel like I need to go shoot anybody or anything like that do you are you comfortable saying that hours upon hours upon hours of playing those games do not have any impact on them um no uh, <laughs> especially with shoot I I hate that when people give that as a reason mm-hmm. um I also dislike the other side where they say video games cause people are responsible um, right right it's it's somewhere in the middle there but it definitely normalizes a lot of things mm-hmm. especially with grand theft auto um there's especially in this newest one there's a ton of language mm-hmm. um there's a ton of sexualness in it there's i mean grand theft auto is pretty much shows you everything wrong with society right in a blown up way um there are a lot of fun things to do you can Drive flying cars, which is pretty cool. Oh man! Yeah, you need You're to play this get game. people <laughs> playing the game. But uh, as a result um, of this but I mean, you hear, I mean, you hear n bombs during the game, like right, just walking down the street, like so. I, it normalizes mm. a lot of that, and especially with shooting games. Um, I mean, we can get into all the school shootings that are happening. Right. I've heard a lot of people ask, "Well, what kind of gun do you use?" As opposed, like, who cares? Right, like that doesn't matter. So it kind of, I don't want to say it takes away from that, but like it, it normalizes. Eh, it's someone shooting something. I'm used to that. At the end of the day, it, I, I have written down in my notes here that it softens us to violence, um, and and that's the. I think that if you go back maybe fifty years, probably not even that far, but if you were to go back fifty years and tell somebody about some of the atrocities that have been committed just in the past year in the United States, whether it's school shootings, um, racism, whatever it is, I think that people would have reacted to those things a lot differently back then than they would now because now it's become somewhat commonplace. Um, We expect sadly to hear in the news about more shootings and we expect to hear um, more stories about um, people being treated differently because of the color of their skin and um, obviously we can't tie this all to video games Um, but maybe when we look at the kind of movies that we're watching the kind of video games that we're playing the kind of uh, things that we're seeing online uh, I think it softens us towards hearing about those things. Um, and I don't think that's a good place to be. No. Um, in fact, uh, again, just coming back to these two texts, um, don't, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, um, but instead be transformed by the renewal of your mind and to think on these things. Think on what is true and what is good and what is pure and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I just don't think that when we're playing that many video games or when we're watching that many violent movies or that many inappropriate movies or TV shows, I don't think that we can honestly say to ourselves, yes, I've been focusing on what is good and godly. Um, And my mind has been transformed to think more of Christ. I I don't think that's possible to make that statement. So... 
we do have to be careful. We have to we have to understand what we're watching. We have to understand that a lot of the media uh, is meant to be very addicting to yes. us uh, to get us to continue to uh, consume it. Um, inappropriate movies and television. Let's talk just a little bit about this. Um, I, I recently was listening to Matt Chandler in our explicit gospel study, and um, he talked about this issue of delighting in what God finds abominable. Um, and I think that may be the biggest problem with movies and television that we watch today, that yeah. there are things that break God's heart um, in the real world that when we see portrayed on the screen, um, we laugh about or we uh, find it humorous and not as big of a deal as it is. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I actually have a quote okay. from one Kent Hughes. I love Kent Hughes. I know you do. Uh, oh, Disciplines of a Godly Man. Go out and read it. Um, he has a book called Set Apart, okay. which kind of goes a little – he has chapters on this. Right. Um, and this is about TV. Um, all right, he says, Today the all-pervasive glow of the television set is the single most potent influence and control in the Western culture. Television has a greater power over the lives of most Americans – than the educational system, government, or church. Man. And I don't think he's wrong. No, absolutely not. You know, we we think, I remember I went to Kent Hughes Church when I was up at Wheaton College, because he was at College Church in Wheaton, um, and I remember one sermon that he preached, and it was about media, and it was about holiness and being set apart, and uh, the impact very much like what you just yeah. read. And he singled out, I remember... Um, the one show and it was friends and I have to throw this in here too because Seinfeld I feel is very similar to friends um, at least kind of this following a group of yeah. friends that are um, living life and he just talked about the way that these shows are portrayed the way that they portray people um, causes us to say I wish that I had that life I wish that I was going to a coffee shop all the time with my friends and I was never committed to these relationships and that I could, um, you know, just live the life that's being presented instead of us being able to look at these shows through a pretty biblical worldview and say, that's not at all God's desire for, for life, for family, for relationships, for any of that stuff. Right. Um, I just remember, I just remember when friends was big. Um, that everyone was like, oh, I'm a Rachel. And I'm just like, right. what are you, what? <laughs> you are a character. Okay, anyways. Right. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah. It, again, we just have to be careful. We have to, I, I don't know that necessarily the answer is we shouldn't watch the show Friends or we shouldn't watch Seinfeld and, um, you know, find them humorous, but we still have to be critical. We have to, to understand the worldviews that are being uh, on display for us, and we have to, to be able to think through, is this what God would want for my life or for any believer's life? Yeah. yeah. And, and shows, I think, have only gotten worse since then. Right. I mean, this was in the year, like, 2000. Yeah. So think of, think of where we are now. Um. So again, television movies we, we have to be careful with. I'd be interested in your thoughts on this. 
Uh, this was one that wasn't necessarily listed in the uh, the question, but I, I think it's a pretty big deal right now. Online resources. So Snapchat, Instagram. <laughs> Are we throwing um, YouTube in there? YouTube, sure. Oh. Absolutely. What do you what do you think of these apps and um, I don't, just how we should relate to them? I don't want this to become a rant on Snapchat. Right. But it's so easy to do, though. In no way <laughs> was Snapchat ever a good idea for anybody. Right. I mean, I, I never understood pictures that go. Oh, well, that's how it started. Right. For some of you younger listeners who don't know that. Just pictures that went away after 10 seconds or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the point of the picture? Right. Um, but anyways, um, other apps and things. YouTube, you can get into a deep, dark place in YouTube. Yeah. Which is supposed to be quote-unquote kid-friendly. Um, they still put up the over 18 stuff and right. all that but i mean it's 2018 and you can waste i mean just hours at a time right. there that's kind of where well. i was headed with it like if we were wasting our time on um these media outlets whether if it's even movies or whatever right um is that in any way glorifying to god right not saying we can't enjoy his creation because i mean we're instructed to enjoy his creation right. but is wasting for me when I get off work for me to like shut down. I play games for what I hope is like an hour, <laughs> which could easily turn into three or four hours. Oh, yeah. some days. Um, especially when you're playing MLB games. Cause I mean, I got to hit home runs, right? But, <laughs> gotta hit home runs. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so, I mean, you're, you're, you're weighing two things here is, is my entertainment, Pleasing to God, yes, is my entertainment for seven hours on a Netflix binge. Pleasing to God, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> uh, I'm, again, I'm not God. Right. Maybe I don't. I don't know. But I think that's where the Holy Spirit plays a part right. in our lives and convicts us on that. Absolutely. So, what do we think moving out of this conversation? How do we move forward? Um, what What are some of the things that we need to if we want to live according to Philippians 4, 8 and live according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, uh, what are the steps that we need to take in order to do that? You got anything? Um, a lot of it is if you are talented in any way in any of this as a Christian, please put out good content. Oh, yeah. Because um, I think, I mean, the church went from being the staple of the art world to trying to catch up with the world. Right. And I, it doesn't make any sense to me how like they just got stuck in a place and never adapted. Right. Absolutely. Um, maybe, I don't know. Someone can, someone who knows history can <laughs> inform me on that. Uh, we'll have a guest next yeah, week. There we go. <laughs> history time. with me. Um, But other than that, I mean, I don't want to say like read your Bible, but, Make sure you know what is pleasing to God. Right. And the only way we have of knowing that is reading the Bible. Right. Um, outside of that, I mean, don't be afraid to enjoy life. I yep. mean, we should enjoy life. I'm... And that's the other side that you were talking about, that legalism of, well, I'm just going to shut myself in a room. I'm not yeah. going to, you know, experience any of these things. I, I don't think that's the answer. Um, I, I don't think that that's ever what, what God was intending for us. 
Um, but yeah, I, I have written down here, do focus on what is good. And so I think it would do us, um, it, it would be a very interesting and beneficial experiment for us to run to see how much time we spend on things like reading scripture or um, meditating on God's word through song, through yeah. uh, reading other books, through prayer, etc., versus how much time we spend uh, watching television or watching YouTube or playing video games. And I think that we'll get a, a pretty accurate picture pretty quickly um, of what it is that we're focusing on. I also have that we have to be honest with ourselves um, and avoid justification. And so uh, there are a lot of, I don't know, I find that it's a lot easier for me to say this will not impact me. I'm going to, I'm always going to lean that direction. I'm going to give myself a better view of myself than a worse view. Yeah. And so very rarely will I be like, oh, I think that this is going to massively impact me and that I'm completely weak in this area. Uh, but instead, most of the time I'm thinking I can handle this. I can, you know, it's not going to mess with my mind. And I think that's what a lot of people do probably with violent video games. Um, yeah. is just this justification, but we have to be honest with ourselves and see what it's doing, um, to our minds and to our hearts. Uh, and the last thing that I've got is screen what we view. And what I mean by that is when we're going to movies, check and see why it's rated R, check and see yeah. why it's rated PG 13. Um, there are things out there, uh, when Deadpool came out, sure. um, comic book movie, you know, Marvel. So, like, I didn't know the history of Deadpool, <laughs> so I was pretty excited. The The trailers looked really good. I like Ryan Reynolds. Um, and Allie and I remember we were in the car, and we looked it up on kidsinmind.com. I did not go see Deadpool. <laughs> uh, they, they always do things in three categories. In fact, I'd highly recommend that website, kidsinmind.com. Um, they do sex and nudity. They do violence, and they do profanity. They let you know anywhere from 1 to 10 on that scale of where it is. And I think Deadpool was um, like 10, 9, 10 or something like that. <laughs> it was absolutely horrible. And then we heard about so many Christians going to see it. And we actually talked to people who were like, well, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Check and see why things are, right. are rated what they are. Um, Allie and I do that with just about every movie that we see now. Um, if there's going to be any nudity in it whatsoever, we don't go see it. Yeah. Um, it's not appropriate and it's not something that we should be looking at. So I think that those are some good steps. There's probably a lot more that we didn't think about. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but if we think about them, we can revisit this topic <laughs> at any time. You got anything else to say on this topic? Um, I just have a question for you. Oh dear. Um, with all of this worldly media, that's bad. Do you have any suggestions for people? of media that is good that is good oh i asked okay, you so, this question so i didn't have to answer right oh man music um like we said earlier there is a lot of good stuff out there um christian rap today is much better. phenomenal i mean if you remember where it was in like the late 90s right. and it who uh, but it's it's really really good now. There's just a lot of really good Christian musicians that are 
um, dealing with truths that have not been explored in music yeah. before. And so I really appreciate, at least not since the hymns of old. Um, so music, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, books, there we are at such a strange time in history where you could read, I feel like you could read five great Christian books a day and never get through them all. There's <laughs> so many out there that are just phenomenal and that do put our mind in the right place. Um, movies. You want to take this one? Are there good Christian movies out there? I, I heard <laughs> Stephen Baldwin's coming out with a Is he? Christian comedy. <laughs> so I'm kind of, it's got Donald Faison in it. Right. So, uh, <laughs> hey, I don't know. There are, I'll say this. I feel like there's a lot of movies out there right now um, that probably some of the older generations would really enjoy. Yeah. Um, some of the, 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 Christian studios, what they're putting out, um, that are sometimes really hard for maybe our generation to watch. Uh, They just don't seem like they're up to the quality. A lot of times, even the the subject matter seems very shallow Mm -hmm. um, and isn't wrestling with real deep things. Oh, this was one of the things I was going to bring up earlier. And meanwhile, we've got movies like, just for example, Les Miserables, which is, it deals with prostitution. It deals, it has language in it. It's got all this kind of stuff. And yet it's one of the greatest redemption stories of all time that points us in the direction of Jesus Christ. And so, um, you know, again, we have to be, I don't know. I, I don't see that there's a whole lot of great Christian movies um, or, or television that's out there. TBN? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I shouldn't make jokes about that. People watch that. That's uh, <laughs> just lost three quarters uh, of our it happens. listenership. I apologize for that. <laughs> and so all that to say, yes, there there are some great resources out there. And and I think that there are some great movies out there that are not inappropriate. Right. Um, that that can take our time and, and um, it's not necessarily a terrible thing to be watching them. But again, we do have to be critical and we do have to be uh, very honestly aware of the things that we are taking in. What about you for that answer? Is there anything that you would add to any of those? Are you aware of any hidden vaults of great Christian movies or anything like that? <laughs> Shaking his head. Uh, no. no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think a lot of it is just guard your heart. Um, and there was some questions kind of like this in – when we went together for the gospel, I did a yeah. triply um, breakout session about um, finding God in the arts. And it's a lot of, I don't want to say you know what you struggle with, but you know what triggers are for you. Yeah. Um, flee from those, first Honestly and flee. Yeah. Like, like turn and walk the other way, flee. Um, and, I mean, there are things that aren't big issues. Like, for, right. for me, cussing is not a big issue. Right. When it comes to me listening to it. You're not going to watch a movie with a lot of cussing in it and walk away and start cussing. Not because of the movie, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> Great. That'll be our next podcast. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> uh, but, um, I mean, th- there there are things that do bother me. Nudity is, is a trigger for me. 
really any men any men oh, there's and, there's there's like one any or people two who's like right yeah that's fine i don't care we should really just throw women in that as well yeah, absolutely you don't need to be seeing other people's naked bodies right. so um, um yeah but i i would just say guard your heart read your yeah. bible more i mean instead of watching a bad movie for an hour and a half read your bible for 30 minutes and oh, meditate on that for a while that would be I agree. I agree completely. A big change for the church. Yep. Well, I think that we have reached the end of that topic for today. Hopefully Nick is somewhat pleased with our answers or he'll he'll actually let us know if he's not. He's just gonna yell at he'll, us. He'll, it's just gonna be an email full of <laughs> caps lock on. Exactly. Uh, we do want to thank you for listening, and uh, if if you want to send us questions, if you have anything, I mean, we're we're fielding questions about faith and theology, but we're also fielding questions about uh, any other number of things. And so, uh, if you have questions about pro sports or uh, movies that you've watched or anything like that, we'd love to receive those. So please do send us an email to what's that pod w h a t s t-h-a-t-p-o-d <laughs> at gmail.com what's that pod at gmail.com and there is no apostrophe in it no i don't can you have apostrophes and email addresses i have no idea i've never tried that's really hard to spell those three words all at once i don't know why you spelled it i wouldn't have they'll figure it out eventually yeah. that's <laughs> why do i keep getting my email back how do you spell the stupid podcast name So yeah, what's that pod at gmail.com. We'd love to receive your questions. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll be back next week or the week after. Thank you. Bye.